Have you ever heard someone say, you look just like your daddy? Well, this morning we're going to start to look at the Antichrist who looks just like his daddy, the devil. Good morning and welcome to this continuing look at the book of Revelation. This is a broad overview, chapter by chapter, of the book that John wrote based upon what Jesus Christ told to him and showed to him about what had been, what was, and what was to come. We are now looking at a seven-year period of time known as the Tribulation, and we are looking today, as I said, at chapter 13, and I'm going to read the first part of that chapter. We'll pray, and then we will dig in further. And I saw a beast rising out of the sea with ten horns and seven heads, with ten diadems on its horns and blasphemous names on its heads. And the beast that I saw was like a leopard. Its feet were like a bear's, and its mouth was like a lion's mouth. And to it the dragon gave his power and his throne and great authority. One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon, for he had given his authority to the beast. And they worshipped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast, and who can fight against it? And the beast was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for 42 months. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemies against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them and authority was given it over every tribe and people and language and nation, and all who dwell on earth will worship it, everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken captive, to captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with a sword, with a sword must he be slain. And here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your living and active word. We thank you for this book of Revelation, and you have told us that we are blessed when we speak it and blessed when we hear it. And we thank you for those blessings. Open our minds, our hearts, and our understanding that we may receive your blessing as we hear your word and learn it and are transformed by it. We pray in Christ's holy and precious name. Amen. So I would call chapter 13 sort of a dark chapter because we're seeing this first beast, this Antichrist, and we're going to see another beast introduced in the second part of this chapter, which we may or may not get to in today's podcast. It's interesting to note that in the in the original language in the Greek, this the word anti means literally instead of, and that is the whole basis for Satan's existence. He always wanted to be instead of God. He wanted the, the glory to be his instead of God. So this is a perfect name for the so-called Antichrist. 
Yes, he is against Christ, but he wants to be honored instead of Christ. It's important for us to note that it says, I saw a beast rising out of the sea. Here the sea refers to the Gentiles, all people who aren't Jewish, and the land refers to the nation of Israel, the Jewish people. So when we talk about a beast rising out of the sea, we're talking about from among the Gentiles. And he does look just, the Antichrist looks just like his daddy. He has ten horns and seven heads. And if we look back in Revelation chapter 12, we see the description of the dragon being exactly the same. And the dragon, of course, is Satan himself. It seems that the reference to seven heads uh, has maybe a dual meaning because this kingdom, this last kingdom, we're going to talk about the other kingdoms in a minute, this last kingdom is sort of a resurrection or re-enactment of the Roman Empire. And so Rome sits on seven hills, but also... The, the seven heads represent likely the, the seven kingdoms uh, that have conquered Israel in history. And those are Egypt, Assyria, Babylon, Medo-Persia, Greece, Rome, and then the reconstitution of Rome, which is what the Antichrist is in the process of doing as he sets up his political kingdom, the revived Roman Empire. In Paul's second church letter to the church at Thessalonica, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, he's speaking of the second coming of Jesus Christ, and he says, starting in verse 3, Let no one deceive you in any way, for that day, meaning the coming second coming of Jesus, will not come unless the rebellion comes first and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction, who opposes and exalts himself against every so-called God, that's with a little g, or object of worship, so that he takes his seat in the temple of God, the, the one true God, proclaiming himself to be God. So we're told here what's going to happen and the order that it's going to happen in. In verse 3, it says, One of its heads seemed to have a mortal wound, but its mortal wound was healed, and the whole earth marveled as they followed the beast. Remember, we're talking about the Antichrist, the instead of Christ person who seeks to take the place of Christ, who, who like his father, seeks to deprive God of the glory and honor to which he's due and to claim it for himself. And so he uh, sort of does by magic or, or gives the appearance of that he has been raised from the dead too, that he had a mortal wound, but it was healed. In other words, he's trying to rival Jesus who rose from the dead and ascended to heaven, but it doesn't work. This counterfeit play by the Antichrist to match the miracle of the resurrected Jesus Christ uh, doesn't work because Satan is powerful, but he doesn't have the power to resurrect a dead person, but he is a great deceiver, and he can make things appear to be that aren't. Think back to when when God told 
Moses to go to Pharaoh and do the various signs so that Pharaoh would let his people go. And remember that, that Pharaoh, Egypt, was one of the countries, one of the nations that sought to, to destroy Israel. We've talked about this before. Little tiny Israel has been the focus of efforts to destroy it forever. That's because this world that we live in is under the control temporarily of Satan. And Jesus has said that, that he will come back when the nation of Israel uh, honors him as, as being who he is. They will call on his name and bless his name. But if they don't exist, then they can't do that. And if, and if they don't do that, then Jesus won't come back. So Satan is doing whatever he can to try to disrupt that process, to, to delay it or stop it if possible, which is not possible. But anyway, so Egypt was a part of that. Egypt was a part of Satan's plan to stop Israel from recognizing the Savior and thus from ending Satan's temporary reign. And, and as a part of that, Pharaoh, when Moses approached him, had all of these uh, magicians. And when Pharaoh, I mean, when Moses threw his stick down, and it turned into a snake, then the, the magicians uh, appeared to do that with their black arts or their magic arts to turn their sticks into snakes also. But you will remember that then uh, Moses' true snake ate up the other snake. As stated, Satan is a deceiver. He's not the real thing. But for a time, he will deceive many, which is his whole method of operation. And in his deception, he will convince many to worship Satan and the Antichrist for that miracle and other reasons. It says uh, in verse 7, also it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them, and authority was given it, the Antichrist, over every tribe and people and language and nation and all who dwell on earth will worship it, and then it gives the exception. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. In other words, born-again Christians will not be deceived, and they will not worship. They will not blaspheme God by worshiping the Antichrist and by worshiping Satan. And he, he gives them this warning to, to everybody. He said, hey, if your ears are working, you need to hear. If anyone is to be taken captive by this foolish, by this deceptive, by this antichrist who looks just like his daddy and acts just like his daddy, then you're going to be captive. And if, if you allow yourself to be captive, then you're also going to be slain. You're going to be slain and separated from God. And so this is a reminder to the saints to endure in faith, to stay the course. And it's also a warning against all that if you, if you give in to this deceiver, you will suffer the consequences. 
So we will stop there for the day with, and we'll pick back up with the second beast next time, Lord willing. Thank you, and God bless you and keep you.